Welcome to the New Yorker's August 8, 2011 issue. We have five articles for you. In the talk of the town, Nick Palmgarten goes spelunking in the trunk room under one of Manhattan's biggest apartment complexes. Then Nicholas Schmidl has never before revealed details of the raid on Osama bin Laden's compound. Next, Adam Gopnik writes about how the dog became our master. And finally, in the current cinema, Anthony Lane reviews The Future, a drama written and directed by Miranda July, Another Earth, a fantasy science fiction drama directed by Mike Cahill, and the comic book movie Cowboys and Aliens, starring Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford. But first, it's this week's comment. In Take It to the Limit, Hendrik Hertzberg writes about President Obama and the Battle of the Amendments. There is the current crop of Ohio Republicans, and then there are those who aren't in heaven. A specimen of the former, ultimate destination unknown, is Speaker of the House John Boehner, a perpetrator, and arguably a victim, of the terrifying debt-limit arson that his party, on fire with ideological fanaticism, political ruthlessness, and economic heedlessness, decided to spend the summer fanning. Aloft, the Buckeye State Celestial Choir of the GOP Departed includes Presidents Grant, Hayes, Garfield, McKinley, Taft, and, assuming he's been sprung from purgatory, Harding. Its original member, less famous than the rest, but as distinguished as any of them, is Benjamin Franklin Wade. In 1866, Wade, a nationally prominent Ohio senator, laid down the law on the national debt. He was a principal drafter of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, which until recently was known almost exclusively for Section 1, the guarantee of legal due process and equal protection. Lately, though, Section 4 has been getting some ink, especially its first sentence, The validity of the public debt of the United States, authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion, shall not be questioned. The long-standing obscurity of this passage is due partly to the aside about insurrection and rebellion, which makes the whole sentence look like a historical relic and sound like a voiceover from a Ken Burns documentary, and partly to the rarity of the situation it anticipates, which has never before arisen in a serious way. Now that it has, a number of constitutional scholars, including Garrett Epps of the University of Baltimore and Jack Balkan of Yale, have been calling attention to the sudden relevance of Section 4. The immediate worry of its drafters was that Union war veterans and their survivors might get stiffed once legislators from the former Confederate states were readmitted. But Wade and his colleagues took pains to...